Hello. Hello. My name is Imogen and I'm one of your hosts. I'm Imogen, I'm your other host. And this is Classically Awful. I'm like podcast. Yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello everybody, hello viewers. Before I forget though, um, and listeners, we should do our shout outs because we've got some people who are routinely liking um, me posting on Facebook about the podcast and that is my old, old, old friend, and everyone's old, old, old friend too, Aaron. Um, I won't use any last names. And newer friends, oh, and my old, old, old friend too, Julia, Julia mm. all the way from Nihon. And she's liking uh, my posts. And um, a new, new, new friend, Kelly, who's one of my Jim Shimoda buddies. Mm. Um, I'm in a workout group um, online that's um, a whole bunch of Star Trek fans called Jim Shimoda. And Kelly organizes that for us and she has been liking our posts and also has done this amazing thing whereby she um organizes for a viewing of blake seven um the, the night before the podcast comes out of the particular episode so that was done on rabbit via youtube and everybody was able to watch together it's fabulous it's well, really good to hear turnout but you know it's so lovely that somebody's already organizing something cool like that so that um Fellow nerds, even if separated by distance and time differences, um, can get together and enjoy the wondrous, amazing 80s marvellousness that is Blake Seven. So, mm. shout out to Kelly. Good on you. Thank you for that. And if anyone, anyone feels the need to start up um, a viewing party of any kind, please at us. At us, and I'll, I can, you can put add you in us touch at, with Kelly as well. You or... can add us at Classically Awful Twitter, Awful's Twitter, which I keep forgetting to mention, which is at Classically A. At Classically A. And, uh, or you can add us personally. I'm Imogen Wrights. And, and I'm at, I'm, I'm at Lula. Mm-hmm. So you can add us and tell us about it, and we can possibly talk about it on the pod. Yeah. We have another couple of dogs here um, who... Yes, they're still a bit frisky, to be honest. They'll probably settle down in a bit. But while they're being frisky, we might open some more cards. We've got another packet each. I did a little bit of maths and worked out that we have enough cards to do one every second week. And since we started off um, doing none yeah we figured we can do two in a row especially since we're really excited and want to see what's in the next yeah <laughs> and also just spoilers i guess this episode doesn't have that much to talk about in it because hey, there's think, no background actors there's no extras there's no brian blessed isn't in it brian blessed isn't in it yeah. Yeah, which is a big downer in fact like, to, to be honest like every single other episode of the series brian is about downer because it's in mm. very sad it's very sad um and like well look it's got its good bits we get introduced to one of the other ensemble characters which i'm kind of happy about yeah she's great um because she's awesome, but there is um, it's a little bit. Uh, it's a it man. tries to do a few things, and I think it fails. But we'll get yeah, into why yeah, yeah. that yeah, fails. Yeah. In the meantime, we're going to open some cards. I've given you a little packet, yeah, yeah, which no. we'll set up on the table. You go first. You can let me go first. I'm clutching a wine, watching this dog's going away. Oh, it, as I said, my my rug has been, been christened. Spoiled. <laughs> I bought it thinking that maybe my dog was finally over. I her. know some good people that can sort out your rug. Uh, I've actually got to step in to sort out one of my other rugs. Anyway. Anyway, opening up one. Ooh, ooh first oh. one's interesting. Oh, 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 what is it? It's a picture from um, Shadow, which is one of my favourite oh, episodes. Shadow's a cool episode, yeah. Um, and it's a picture of an eye in Orac. Now, we haven't met Orac yet, and we haven't met who, the owner of the eye yet, but I'm sure we will. Next one's just... A lovely shot of Avon. Jeez, he's so handsome, man. He is a handsome man. And that one's from... aged well, too. 
That was for Mission to Destiny, which is another good one. That is one of my favorites yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> the next one we've got um, a security droid, which <gasps> is hilarious looking. It looks like a, a, a silver softball with wings, yeah, basically. And some sort of spikes on it. And that's from Orac, isn't it? It is, yes. And then we've got one of Villa and Avon, who is a very, very class. class if you haven't heard, it's a bit of a, um, a ship. In the Blake's, in the old Blake Seven family, do you know what a ship is, Megan? Oh my god! You are so fandom young. Why? A ship is a relationship. So if you ship two characters, then you put them in a relationship together. And there's there's a lot of Avon Villa shippers out there. Um, Although looking at this picture, I couldn't really see why. And that's in the episode Killer, which is a bit of a gross episode actually. And the last one, not a special one, unfortunately, didn't get any specials, uh, is Ro from the episode Horizon. He's quite a handsome man, but they did a really weird makeup job on him in that in that like you could see it caked on about could you? 16 layers thick yeah you look at it you look at it here you can see a bit i wonder if they were trying to do like they did back in the day a lot like maybe d you know just change the color of his skin maybe like, they were trying to blackface him or mm. unblackface him like uh, yeah it's just yeah, yeah they, could they be. make some weird choices they do yeah it's, a lot of it's you know acceptable only it's in the 1970s rage racism and yeah, yeah. and, and this that this episode actually is very problematic oh, in that regard. Yeah, oh my goodness, there's some issues with there's that some one. Big issues and, but as as um, Ricky Gervais says, you know, anyway, or in the office, I think he says, anyway, it was in the eighties before racism was bad. Yeah, or before it was invented. <laughs> oh, no, it was before it was bad. It's even worse. <laughs> yeah, no, it is worse. Oh man. Okay, so I'm cracking in. Oh no, I got my first double up. Oh yeah, we got one before. Oh, you got two double ups. Two I got Soothsayer, so the lady from um, what's the episode, The Keeper. And I've got another one of Serverland, mind you. Uh, yeah, mind you. I don't mind having two of those. Actually, you can't get the double. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, and then I've got President Sarkov, who we mentioned last episode, I think, or last podcast episode, who's the super dodgy ex-President Sarkov, who is in... That's that episode of Two Halves, Bounty, Bounty. where one half is great and the other half is just so He's like, shit. Is that, what's the guy from... Um, uh, the guy from King Henry V... Who does the narration? Oh, yeah, yeah. And oh, he's a British actor. And now he's now he's in that beautiful um, well, gay sitcom with um, and Ian McKellen. And he's the one who narrates in the Night Garden as well. Oh yes, he is too. So oh, his well, name will come to us. But oh, yeah, he, I don't know. That's him. He doesn't know that's him. But he's a bit creepier looking. Like he's much creepier looking. Yeah, this one's a bit. He's a bit more square jawed. This guy mm-hmm. and a bit. Anyway, he's he's also a that guy. This guy from Suitsay. He's also uh, from Suitsay from Bounty. Mm-hmm. He's also a that guy. He is very I'm famous Googling. and I'm going to be very annoyed that I don't remember I it. <gasps> and then I've got um, There's another double up. Did we get Avalon? Avalon? I think we got Avalon from Project Avalon. Did we get the robot? I think we've got one Avalon from okay. somewhere. And then we've got... <gasps> Who's that guy? That's, he's another... That another guy. guy. Then we've got Star One, which is, spoiler alert, it's the finale episode, isn't it? It's the finale of season one. two. Season two? Yes. So I thought this was a season one box. Yeah, no, it's season one and two. Oh, actually, and the next okay. one's season three and four. All right, so Star Wars the finale of season two. So some doubles and President Sarkov. No specials, unfortunately. Acting that guy too. Anyway, we'll come to <laughs> we'll him. Come to we'll him come, come to him when we get to that episode. Um, so, yes, I just have to. I'll just, while, while you start the actual proper talk, you're going to Google. Google who the In the Night Garden narrator is. You please do because I'm, 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 it's I'm drive it's me nuts. paining me. You shouldn't consume so much alcohol while we do these podcasts. Well, I've had two sips of beer. Yeah, I've had half a glass of wine and I'm. It's not. It is the sun is past the yard um, somewhere. It's it's definitely past twelve. Past midnight, yeah. I did make I did make you wait till twelve. <laughs> oh yeah, yes you did. I know. Meanie. I'm a meanie. Mean lady. So this today's episode is uh, ep- series one episode four, four. Time Squad. Time Squad. 
Yeah, and this is the first issue I have with this. What's Time Squad? Like, why is it a squad? What's... It's like Space Fall. Space Fall didn't have any space or falling in it. No. <laughs> this one has... And the way back. What the hell was the way back about? I mean, that was the first episode. Well, I think that was hinting that Blake was going to find his way back to Earth. Oh, okay. So it's a metaphor. So, yeah, but, I mean, who, who knows? Yeah. Uh, okay, In the Night Garden comes up really soon when you Google it. It's a great um, show. I watched so much of that when my kids were babies. Wait a minute. Somebody's not in bed. I was I was absolutely in love with it. Tombly Boos. Tombly Boos? Yeah. It's that's the Tombly Boos. Narrated by Derek Jacoby. Derek Jacoby! Oh my god, I'm so dumb. And isn't he. Anyway, so anyway, is that Derek, Derek Jacoby is yeah. in. Yeah. One of those episode. episodes, yes. Um, is President Senegal. But yeah. Okay, so we start off with the Time Squad. Um, with Jenna teaching Blake how to fly the ship. Oh yeah, and um, boring, boring, plain lesson. How it's, to fly. Yeah, and it's it, there's a whole it, this episode's full of this. There's a whole lot of um, point things. one this and cut primaries, reverse thrust, check, stabilize and trim back to stationary, check, rotate zero degrees, zero degrees to the X, blah blah, yeah, yeah. and it's it's like a significant portion of the dialogue is taken up with this sort of um rotate one degree lateral yeah and it's quite um i can see why they're doing it they're trying to establish you know the the firm the, the nature of the the science fiction world but it's still a they're pretty dark sort of techno babbly yet a bit too so that it's sort of i don't know yeah but it's still, so my dog is snoring not that convincing mine's about to start snoring so yeah so it's a bit boring avon passes the lesson and then avon um, I've just got here, Avon just got the shits. Yeah, he's really he's shitty in this. He's also wearing, okay, From fashion cast. Fashion fashion he's also wearing a very dirty bib. Mm. For some reason, I don't know why. He the is. pattern on his, the pattern on his, um, the pattern on his shirt is basically dirt. I don't get it. No, but... it's weird. And also the, the actual sort of, it's an undershirt with sort of an apron-y thing yeah. on the top. And the sleeves of the apron, not the shirt, the guy over the top of the shirt, are white. I actually don't mind it, I've got to say. But it, it does look like he's the, just rolled around in mud. Yeah, the actual sort of motley thing on the front. Mm. But the colour scheme's good. Like, we can talk forever about Fawn how they dress gray. the characters. Yeah. Like, the colour scheme is that, like, it's that ambivalent colour scheme. Mm. Um, you know, where, but the, with, the sh- with the flash of white, and the costume designer whose name escapes me, I think, is just a genius. That flash of white was just lets you know there are some aspects of him that are clear cut and predictable. Okay. But that sort of ambivalence everything else, like morally ambiguous or um or his where his allegiance is actually lies mm. ambiguous. But yeah, he's sort of I think it's a bit later on in this episode where Avon's about to transport some people and Blake says to him more well, transport Blake and Jenna specifically and Blake says to him, or no, he, Avon says to Blake, Can, do you trust me? And um, Blake says, I trust you for as long as we're still useful to one another. Yeah, that, that happens later on in the episode. Yeah, it's very, it's very, like, and that's, that really does sum up the relationship a lot in that Blake yeah. has has Avon's measure from a very, very early uh, stage. And uh, by comparison, Avon also has yeah. Blake's measure. And it, it, it's an interesting relationship because of that. There's a real... Um, they play off each other really, really well. It's another ship, by the way, very, very popular. It's a ship, yeah. Um, it's kind of, it's kind of good because they do, they do actually need each other at this mm. point. Um, so and they're both pretty honest about all of that. But Avon's all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what are we doing? Where are we going? Where are we off to? What are we doing? Where, Where are, are we off to? to? <laughs> and Blake's like, well, we're going to be revolutionaries, and and Blake and and um, 
Gan and is is totally behind this. He's he's a good guy and he wants to help Blake out. Um, but Villa and Jenna uh, are, are both They're a bit more ambivalent. ambivalent about it. Whereas Avon's is openly hostile and, the whole yeah. thing. You're just Avon trying to get us reckons, all killed, yeah. you know. We well, hooray for us. What's eating you now? I'm just wondering how long we're going to live to enjoy our newfound skills. You know, we found this freedom, and and you're just going to use it to get us all killed. By yeah, basically, is what he's thinking. Um, and um, yeah, it's quite interesting because again, that's something that's played on for the rest of the series. Then that Blake announces that they're going to go to Saurian Major, which I was extraordinarily disappointed was not a dinosaur planet. I know it. It. it has the names right there? But it you could be put a... the big dinosaurs on Sauron Major and the little dinosaurs on Sauron Minor. Yeah, you want no dinosaurs. It's like um, had little ones as well. What's it called? Like uh, like those towns near Mittagong. Oh God, I think something a little something. Yeah. Oh, oh anyway. Oh. <laughs> oh, that was going to be a really good goof, and I, and I, yeah. <laughs> I oh, totally missed it. Find that one. Um, I can't remember. I can't remember. Yes. I can't remember. Damn. Um, we did, we've done that twice this episode too. We've forgotten yeah, things. We'll have to put those drops in. I can't remember. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so they go like, to... They, they want to go oh, to... Oh, there's, there's a good one-liner from Villa here where it's like they do check the detectors to see if the pursuit ships are still there and they're not. And Jenna's like, oh, we've lost them and we'll, we at least we know we can outrun them, says Gan, I think. And Villa says... Outrun them. In this we can outstroll them. Oh. Yeah. Which... Oh, I don't know. I'm... I quite like the line. I just they haven't quite got the whole. I haven't got the delivery yet. Realizing the scripting for him to quite right yet, but um, yeah, not too bad. Um, it's quite so funny too because at that point, the as federation well. at this point. Yeah, and uh, they're, they're talking about how they can never be caught and that, that they'll never, they'll never, will never, will be fine. Um, and they're going to destroy this transceiver com- complex, basically, which is where all of the communications between uh, the federation get routed. Basically, yeah. it's a big, it's a big router. It's a big, like, um, I'm trying to think of the equivalent here. It's a big server. It's a big bit of the cloud. Yeah, it's a big server. Yeah. But, and so they call, they call it a transceiver complex. And um, But there's the sad story of Sorium Major, which was a frontier... World, yeah. Um, ...colonised planet, and then the Federation annexed them, and they fought back, and then they killed half of them, and, you know, transported the rest to other frontier planets, and they built this big transceiver plant complex there. And, you know, you don't, get, you don't really get any information about why... It has to be there. No. Oh, but yeah. I might be just sort of good spot spot in the galaxy or got good Wi Fi. Or they had a slave labour force to to build mm, it. Yeah, maybe. Or mm. yeah, anyway. Yeah, nasty times. Sad old story, but some of the planet's inhabitants managed to escape to the hills and form gorilla bands. Yeah, which is hilarious because um oh, Well, when you get down to the planet you'll realise what the hills are. Yeah. <laughs> it's yet another quarry. Um, so anyway, oh, it's the same quarry they use for everything. Yes, it is. But they popped a few things. We'll get to that in a minute because it's hilarious. But, um, yeah, while this is going on, um... So, yeah, meanwhile, they've found a... Someone's found a ship. They they, they go for a little... They're going on the flight to get to this planet and, um, Blake is snoozing on the, on the, the the lounge. I don't know why the choice just made me have a nap. He's, he's no. literally having a, having a snooze on the I couch. I wonder if the actor was a bit tired, and I wonder if Garth was his, tired. His afro was a bit fuzzy today mm, in this was. episode. It wasn't as quiffed, quaffed. No, it looked like as usual. It looked like it might, might have been damp. It might have been a bit of damp in the air. A bit frizzy. Anyone Considering it was England, it probably was. Yeah. So he's having a nap, and Jenna finds this thing on the screen, and it's and some br- some brilliant special effects here. Oh, oh my god! Not. Oh. 
Like so. they literally, he literally tells her to put the um, the ship up on screen, and they just take a little iPhone picture of the screen that she was looking at and put it up on the wall. Oh <laughs> and it's gosh. just like, I'm and it's stuck. basically just a plastic cover with a little bit. LED light going bit, bit, bit oh, underneath it. And okay. I'm just like, oh man, that was that was poor form. You could have done better than that, I'm sure. Even then, in any case, yeah, she. Um, they find this ship and they decide it's, it's letting out a distress signal. And Jenna actually points out that having a false distress signal is something that pirates do. Well, specifically, space pirates. Space pirates. Problem? Putting out a false distress signal. It's a trick used by space pirates. And given that, you know, Earth's sort of wherever it is and they're in space, what other type of pirates are they going to be? Space mm. pirates and. Sea pirates. Sea pirates, I suppose. Sea quarry pirates. Quarry pirates. Yeah, <laughs> Abandoned quarry pirates. pirates. I don't know why space pirates are not just pirates, but anyway. Oh, um, Yeah, so they, Blake's just like, you know, we just have to be careful then. And they're trying to get them on board. But see, that's, that's, that's right, I forgot about this. Um, they want to get, they want to go and see what's in, on the ship. So they transport over to the ship. Um, and before oh, they transport Zen over the ship, ship, Zen doesn't want to do it. He's like, no, no, don't go to the ship. It's inadvisable. Or he tries to say that, but tries he has problem. But I don't know why he wouldn't be able to just say it. Yeah, it's interesting. It's just bizarre. Anyway, Avon has, Avon like, has a little bit of racism going on, so they don't have to overhaul that thing. Zen gets and, offended um, again. It's an interesting little thing because then, then Gan says that he wonders if Zen has a limiter, and this is the first uh, hint at things that happen later on. Um... He wonders if Zen has something that stops him from helping him too much, helping them too much, uh, and and then he says, "Or someone," and of course that's that's a cue for villain to do another cheesy one line again. Yeah. If you're trying to scare me, you're succeeding. Actually, <laughs> you're probably there as a drop, but um, yeah, I mean, just it's, it's sort funny. Of bad. Yeah, anyway, they they transport over to this tiny weeny wee little ship. It's a wee ship. Um, yeah, a silver tampon in space. It is. It does look like a tampon. <laughs> um, and they find. In it, after a lot of clambering about in a tiny, tiny space, I was just wondering how they. I just wonder how they shot that. They yeah, the, the whole. It side. must have been a corner of a room with yeah. the camera there, but they sort of had to act cramped. So the acting was pretty good there. Yeah, and it wasn't a bad little set, you know, of you know, flashing lights and stuff. It looked it looked uh, sufficiently less advanced than the yeah, Liberator, which is yeah, I think it was good. Well done. And they find a couple of guys who have been cryogenically frozen. It's a cryogenic. Space capsule. And they're like, oh, okay, well, we'll take them back to the ship and we'll unthaw them because that doesn't sound like a bad idea at yeah. all. No. Because no. they're just, you know, aliens. They have no idea where they came from, blah, blah, blah. You don't know what they're doing or where they're off to. No. <laughs> so they, <can't. laughs> they do. They do have a bit of, um, they have a bit of, like, the f- they've got this weird stuff on their face. They're like veins. Yeah, it looks um, weird. And, and whether that's something that's to do with their cryogenic freeziness or otherwise, I don't really see it later on. You do, you do. You do. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they've got veins that are sort of on the surface of the skin, almost. That's a bit gross. They're very, um, they're, they're they're other looking, if that makes sense. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, so they they say we'll go back to the ship and we'll bring it on board, but they can't because the transporter has burnt out, and Zen uh, won't tell them what's wrong. Well, Zen doesn't seem it like he, he it's being self repaired. Um, which is hilarious because later on in, the, in one of the ORAC episodes, you see you actually see the self repair system working, and it yeah. looks it looks very organic and cool. But in this case, it's just a little couple of winking lights. Yeah. And um and Avalon informs them that it's going to be repaired, but Dan doesn't tell won't tell us how long. Uh, in the meantime, Blake and Jenna are running out of air. 
So the it was in the air over there to start with. But anyway, yes, they've got their they're, they're running out of air. So they have to manually take the shuttle on board because Zen refuses to take the shuttle on board as well. Yeah, um, which is also interesting. Um, so Avon has to do the piloting stuff by himself, which is hilariously fun because yeah. it's it was. <laughs> It's just him, again, giving instructions to Gan and Yeah, and Villa. then all he has to do is, like, push two levers forward and pull them back. Yeah. As soon as they're online. No, so that's the only time those levers... I think, no, there's one other time. Oh, they them in, in the first episode. Yeah, but I don't think they ever, they ever use them ever again. Yeah, do they? Yeah. Um, so, anyway, Avon nails it. Like, totally nails it. Yeah. Them on even, the though he's, even though he's not a pilot. And even though like he that. later on says that, you know, he can't do without Jenna. I'm like, yeah, mm, it's like, okay. Yeah, he probably can. Anyway, um... Yeah, Who needs consistency? That's right. So they go and they fit, fetch um, Blake and Jenna out of the capsule and they're alive. This is where you get a shot of Jenna hopping out of the big silver space tampon with um, the best boots ever. They are such good You boots. see them in the last episode a bit, but this you get the full shot of these big, tall, green velvet boots with a big bit of got um, purple piping, purple around, piping the around the top of where they would be if they stopped at a heel boot. And they are awesome source, and I would love to commission these for a bit of cosplay. So I want to get that. I want to get them and the crushed velvet pants, the crushed velvet leggings, and the yeah. It's the shirt. The shirt's a bit seventies for my taste, but um, a bit puffy around that, but not not the sort of big shoulder paddy stuff, but just sort of puffy detail. But it's also, it's also nicely shaped. I mean, sorry, but it, it it would be very forgiving to someone like me who has a bit of a belly. Yeah, it's true. It's mm. true. I think yeah. Oh, look, the costume design, I think, is really. Awesome on mm. this show. I think it's just. Well, she wears this. Suit. She wears this suit for. I, I think this, this might be the last episode she wears this suit yeah, for. Yeah, I think so. Which is a shame because I love it. Right. If I could track it down and buy it, maybe it's on eBay. Anyway, I don't know. Can't, she's can't probably a lot shorter than we are. This. That's true. Actually. She's oh, a... I don't know. She, I mean. I but she's know. always wearing those heels. That's true. It's and hard to tell. It is hard to tell because I think that I, I I I have no basis for comparison here, but I'm pretty sure that Avon's a short ass. I don't know. I can find it out. I can't, I can Are you going to find out things, what his height is? Let's, well, let's get the height. I'm pretty know. sure Blake, because Gan's like six foot six. He's he's tall guy. You can yeah. tell he's a tall guy just by the way, way he carries himself. himself. Yeah. And Blake's a big dude as well. But most actors are tall. They're always taller than you expect, I find, anyway, when you meet them, if you meet them. True. Except um, for Nana Visitor was not tall. She was little. She no, was wee. And neither was Armin Shinman tall. Anyway, now we're just blatantly name, name dropping. dropping people that we've met. For five seconds each. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so Who we paid money to meet, though. <laughs> we paid a lot of money yeah. to meet. Um, okay, so that, like something. basically the, the upshot of bringing this, bringing this thing on board is they're going to defrost the dudes, um, and but but they're still going to do this mission on this planet with this communications thing. So Blake and Villa and Avon are going to teleport down to the planet. Um, or this is quite funny too because Blake tells Villa to bring his bag of tricks, which is an esky. Yeah, it is. An it's esky, a red isn't it? esky. Is it the first time we see the esky? Yes, we've never seen the esky before. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's no. great. It's and it's a little red they, esky. Whenever they need to go anywhere, they pack an esky up, and it's it's clearly just an. Esky. And I don't know if there's people listening internationally. They don't know. It's like yeah, a, no one knows what an esky is. Well, in New Zealand, it's a chili bin. A chili bin. A chili bin. <laughs> um, and for us, it's an esky, but it's like it's a cooler, like it's a cooler, a portable cooler. Portable I don't know what cooler. you guys call it's that. It's insulated, and you stick um, you know, ice bricks in it, and well, if you're in Australia, you mostly stick beers in it. Yeah, really, beers and sausages. Okay, so they get down to the they get down to the planet with this esky, and it's a quarry, a stone quarry somewhere mm. in northern England, and um, 
and they're but they've they've added some flavour to the stone quarry with these oh, yeah, red plants. Cool. They're great. This they look the like little bit in the episode. They look like little trumpets. Yeah, but they're red trumpets. Yeah, and um and uh, Villa for all his no all him saying that he's a coward. Just puts yeah, his esky down and goes over and touches, touches it. One. Yeah. <laughs> it's like could be anything. Could yeah, it? Like, it could be poisonous. It could be made of acid. It could be anything. And he just and he goes, goes and touches it. And he goes, Ew! Did it sting you? It's warm. Clammy. Bit like flesh. Have to be careful with the plant life around here. Some of it's carnivorous. Some species even have an intelligence rating. Well, that's a comfort. I should hate to be eaten by something stupid. And then, of course, uh, uh, Avon reaches forward to touch it. And as he's reaching forward, uh, Blake tells him that some of the plant life is carnivorous. And there's this really great yeah. little bit where he, he almost touches it and just pulls his pulls hand, hand back up. Bit. And it's very graceful and it's very smooth and, and there's no expression on his face. And it's a great bit of physical acting. Yeah, it's, it really, it's really it gives you a really good idea of how Avon operates. Yeah. And, and also it gives you a glimpse of his sense of humour because he has got a sense of humour. Yeah. It's very dark and dry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... That's, that's the thing that's nice about this episode, actually. You see Blake and Jenna having a little giggle in the ship beforehand yeah, as well. Yeah, and they're holding hands when their air's running out. That's kind of nice. That's sweet. And, um, yeah, anyway, I really enjoyed that bit because I thought it was just it was, a, it was a very good Avon moment. And he has a lot of those. But um, yeah. usually they're verbal, they're not physical. So. Yeah, and I think Villa says too, oh, that's nice. I'd hate to be eaten by, by something, something stupid. Because, yes. <laughs> yeah, Blake says, some of the, I've got it wrong around here, some of the plant life even has an intelligence rating. Yes. And so Villa's like, oh, that's great. I'd hate to be eaten by something stupid. So <laughs> I guess it's kind of true. I don't know. I think I would prefer to be eaten by something that's just acting on instinct. Anyway. Yeah, because if it knows it, yeah, no, yeah. no I don't want to be. Sure I'd rather not be. I'm not, no, I'm not into divorce, so I don't want to be eaten by Hannibal Lecter. Anyway, let's not go there. Uh, um, anyway, I'll show you an adventure now. All right, I should have. Well, I've been looking into fan fiction lately. So. Anyway, so yeah, there's. They're down on the planet. They're waiting to make contact with the Resistance people. Then we get into the boring bit of the episode, really. It is quite dull. It gets really dull, doesn't it? But the upshot of it is that... And I'm going to just skip through it because we don't need to yeah, get into detail. The upshot of it is... There's a lot of Avon explaining about what's happening. So they go back from Story of Major up to... Oh, no, before they were on Story of Major, Avon's tinkering around in the in the space tampon. Mm. And he does a whole bunch of mansplaining, or Avon-splaining, as I'm going to call it. Avon-splaining about... What the controls mean and what, yeah. why they're in cryostasis and blah 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 and they're like let's wake them up, um, and they take a bit out of the big space tampon and they stick it into this little bubble where as in can analyze. Oh yeah, it's, it's like the, it's like a black box. Yeah, it's, it's like black a black box. box. It's a massive black box, way more massive than anything that can fit on the space tampon, and way more massive than black boxes we have today, even or probably even in the eighties. And so Zen's busy analyzing this while they wake them all up and they're down on Sorian Major. Yeah, so the, the basically the the, option, the reason why they want to do that is so that they can find out where it comes from and where it's going and what it's doing. Where is it coming from? Where, where is, is it, it going to? Yeah. Um, but while Blake and the others are down on the planet, they're defrosting these guys. You get a lot of shots of Jenna looking in on them, chatting with Gan. There's a bit of exposition there about Gan's, Gan's past, which is sweet, but... It's There's not... something weird about Gan in this episode. It's bad script. It's a bad script. Um, he's talking about how he's got a limiter in his head. He doesn't tell her about the limiter at all in this. He says, I need to be with people, uh, but he doesn't tell her why. I can't look after myself anymore. Yeah. And then he sort of bows his head. Because he, he says to Villa, it's almost as if I have a limiter. Because Zen has a limiter. Yeah, so we know and what so limiters exist. He probably knows what it is. Yeah, anyway. 
But yeah, you see that he's got something implanted. You see that he's got something implanted in his head, basically, um, which is which comes to bear later on because they have a big fight with these dudes. They wake up and start trying to kill everyone. Yeah. Um, they have a big fight, and Gan can't ha- ha- can't hurt them without extreme pain. So he tries to hurt one, and he passes out from the pain, basically. And it's up to Jenna to basically save herself. So this is all happening on oh, the Liberator, shit. while the rest of them are downstairs. Yeah. And also halfway through, on oh, sorry, Major. Blake radios up to say that they've made contact with the rebels. Is that right? And then, but admits to say there's only one of them left. And then he's like, how are you? How are frozen friends going? And they've already just killed the first frozen friend. Mm-hmm. And Jenna's like, oh, well, anyway. And she's about to tell Blake about all the stuff that's been happening on the Liberator. And then she decides not to tell him either. So they're just not communicating. This, is, this comes up a lot later on. Blake's bad like that. He decides, yeah. he decides, he makes executive decisions about what to tell people. And it... Spoiler alert, gets people killed. And also I think that Jenna as well is like just trying to be, you know, a good mum. Like a good like <laughs> and you know, just oh everything's fine here, I can I can I can cope. It's so it's all totally okay, we've got it under control. And then she should have just said actually it's gone a bit shit. Like, yes. Could you come back up please? sort of trying to kill us and we're not sure what's going on, we probably could, you know, do with a bit of safety number. Anyway. So don't talk to each other. Um, but oh, as I said, I wanted to skip over that bit because it's just yeah, a bit it's dull. A bit boring. Um, and then you go back they, down on the planet is where the interesting stuff is happening because they uh, are trying to make contact with the rebels and um, by lighting a small fire, they get attacked by this rather stunning lady in red who um, is telepathic. She yeah. talks to she talks directly into Blake's brain, and it turns out that she's the last of the freedom fighters on Saurian Major. The rest of them were all killed by the Federation through the expedient method of poisoning the air. And yeah. because she wasn't native to the planet, hence the telepath- telepathy, she, she wasn't die. affected. And she was planning on a suicide run to the communication area, um, which, you know, Villa's not in for, yeah. uh, and neither is Avon. And uh, they decide to enlist her help in getting in there. So... She said, she seems like she's pretty cool. She's got a good she's got a good bar, badass 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 uh, in, in, yeah. entrance where she kicks the crap yeah. out of Blake. It's some good stunts too. Yeah, like actually, you should. In fairness, to the stuff that's happening on the ship. There's some really decent some good stunt fighting. work, especially from the women. Like they're getting hurled around and they are not using stunt doubles. No, I think when she first when Jenna uh, sorry, when Kelly first clambers down the. Uh, Quarry, fa- quarry mm-hmm. face. I think that is a stunt double. Um, but certainly when she's flinged over Blake's head, she might not be the one being actually flung, but she lands. It looks really convincing. It does, some yeah. good work. Like, they really uh, put their bodies on the line. And they really yeah. do establish Kelly as this sort of hard-nosed fighter. Yeah. And it's funny because they don't really deliver up no. on that later on. And it's the same with Jenna as the space pirate. Yeah. Like, she's meant to be our hard-nosed space criminal. And, um, yeah, and I think the, even the actress has said, you know, that I wanted to be this sort of quite edgy space person mm. and I wound up being like a housewife in space. Yeah, um, um, I wouldn't agree entirely with that. But, yeah, I think that it was, again, 1970s sexism. So much, so much potential that just went wasted with, yeah, yeah. anyway. But, yeah, so Callie, Callie says a great line yeah. uh, when, when Blake overpowers her, which I'll... May you die alone and silent. It's, so it's a cool. Gr- she's cool, and it's just a really good. Uh, it, it's a good interaction, and they end up trusting each other and going in to destroy 
the communication and thing. See the complex. Then yeah. we get a good, we could get good action scene where they're running through the complex, and we get to see Villa open the esky and yeah, pull out his tools. Open a gate you could probably just open by giving it a shove. Well, okay. no, there's a huge, like, big vault door at one point. Yeah, and I'm wondering where this is because they shot some things in a big nuclear power plant. It looks like a nuclear power plant to but me. But this, I think, is actually a, um, it's a power plant. Just a power, power plant. plant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which might, I think, might even not be clo- not be open anymore, might have been closed down. But, um, yeah, so I sort of missed the last bit of this bit of how, how what happened, but they... Because Jenna and Gan are busy fighting Frozen Man after Frozen Man after Frozen Man, and spoilers, you know. There's an extra one that they didn't see. There's a fourth one, even though you only saw three chambers in the projectile, there must be a fourth one tucked in the baggage compartment or something underneath. <laughs> because, um, yeah, the expanded part of they think the space they, tampon. <laughs> yeah, when you think they've dispensed with the three um, Frozen Men, and out pops another one. And um, they, because they're busy trying to kill off the frozen men, they can't transport they the other can't guys. Transport the other guys up, which is a recurring theme as well. Like they have to either flee interceptors, or something goes wrong with Zan, or there's some sort of breakdown, and they have to go off station or whatever. And that means that you can't get transported. It's back the to same safety. problem that they have in Star Trek yeah, all the time. There's got well. to be like if you've got a teleporter, it's it's a Deus Ex Machina where you can just fix get it. Get out of things, and you have to have some. So sort there has of... to be some way it doesn't work. Yeah. And in this case, it's because they're getting attacked by frozen men. Gan is passed out at the t- teleport controls, and they've just set the ex- the place to explode, and they're desperately explode. <laughs> they're desperately radioing up for a teleport out, and uh, Gan he hurls his injured body across the thing to get to, to press the button yeah and they get transported up in the nick of time and I, i'm assuming the transceiver complex all blows up it does you get a little shot at the end oh, of, okay. of, of the whole thing blowing up oh cool and um callie's very grateful and she explains that he says blake says that they'll take her back back to her, her home planet of Auron. i didn't and their their people are telepathic, but she says she can't go back to Auron because she failed, which is again interesting because it just like there's no it's it seems to be a very cling on y kind of yeah. attitude that doesn't get built so there's upon. There's no honour about it. But the main thing is that they're the most unsort of cling on of yes, people they are. too. Like they're just they're telepathic and they're blah blah blah. So But mind you, I mean this is all predating next generation so they're True. kind of doing some stuff that's a bit out there a bit edgy mm. um so yeah you know hats off it but there's it's very much feeling its way and the characters i thought the characters were coming along really nicely in the last episode mm. Super Alpha, and now they're sort of i don't know whether i don't know, um, I, don't know. I think this, fast, it was terry it was terry like, nation who wrote this one and um yeah. i think chris bocher he he mostly was interested in giving avon just great Dialogue or one-liners. And yeah, and he did. Process. I mean, he, the the the, the, the stuff was good. Favorite character as yeah. a script editor. Um, but yeah, kind of gets some good lines as well, and and she joins the crew. Basically, there's a reasonable amount of tension there between Blake and in the Blake Avon ship. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, it's um, I think it was an the episode you needed to have because I think you also need to establish. With Blake, that he was going to be into the freedom fighting. Yeah. And too bad how sad if everybody just wanted a cushy life in space with all this money. Yeah. We're going to be on the run and doing stuff. It is interesting. I mean, it is interesting that uh, Avon doesn't elect to just nick off with half of the treasury. and But then again, he wants the ship, I think, is the basic problem with that. He really, really wants to keep the ship and because he wants to be able to run. 
if he can if he can i think he's just your guy with an eye for the main chance too like so while he could just steal all the riches and own their own his own planet um maybe sort of waiting and seeing to see if there's a better opportunity mm, true. as well like that, well, that, yeah, that does come up, in, comes up later on yeah as well. and also i think his safety as well because now he's sort of affiliated with blake like there aren't that many places to hide that are Mm. Going to be safe, and I think that Jenna makes mention of this in this episode too. She's like, you know, she actually says to Gan, oh, "I'm not sure about all this. Maybe it makes me want to just hole up somewhere and hide on a safe planet." And Gan quite rightly points out, "There's probably no such thing." Yeah, they'll find um, you because yeah, they, they've kind of become poisoned by Blake. Yeah, now by which affiliation. is okay. You can understand a lot of Avon's anger at that yeah. point because he's like, "Okay, well, I could have just disappeared." Although he's he's fairly famous too at this point. Yeah, it's true, true. Uh, After trying to steal five million, five million credits. credits. Oh man. Um. So yeah, I didn't have it. There's no that guy in this one, but I think my blessed is Callie because she's it's her first appearance. She's pretty good. I don't know. I think my blessed was Avon for his plant thing. Yeah, yeah. it was a pretty. It's a very nice piece. Brian, we're calling acting. them Brian's. The Brian's, yeah, Brian. my Brian. I just, I just love that. It's, it just, it's, it's one of those moments that we saw in when I was twelve years old or whatever, and it's just always stuck in my head. Yeah. Um, I mean, we do have background actors in the form of the the, the frozen, frozen dudes, dark, the frozen dudes, but they don't really do much apart from as Genesis early. In, oh, they just look murderous. And they're in sort of, you know, sandals and loincloths. Yeah, they look like they look primitive. They're in a spaceship, they're anyway, whatever. Yeah, they're in space. Um, but and then and at one stage, that's right, at one stage one of them picks up a gun and points at her and then goes in the hand. I'll just get a knife out and do it. And that's an interesting like, if you need frost some people, would you not frisk them first while they're frozen and oh, check if they've man. got any knives on them? Anyway. Or just, you know, defrost them in a locked room as opposed to defrost yes. them so, without access to communications and stuff. Because yeah. then, you know, and then when he finally decodes the thing, which is after the frozen guys have run have woken up, helpfully informs everybody that they they hate everybody and they're going to kill you. Yes, yeah. Like, yeah after they've already started trying to. Yeah, kill oh, you. I hate everybody. They hate everybody and they're going to kill you. <laughs> Thanks, Sam. That's great. Um, you rock so useful. Yeah, so my best is Callie because my Brian is Callie because I just think she's yeah she's cool. She's foxy. she does seem to be having a lot of fun in this one too. Yeah, she does too. And, um, yeah, there's not really much to say about the Bechdale test because there's no women in this episode apart Jenna. And Kelly. But, they don't, but they're on they different planets. They don't talk to each so, other. Yeah. yeah, and they don't talk to each other. Man, I can't wait till they get more of the good chicks. There are some yeah. really good chicks in this. There really are. And, I mean, much as I love Jenna and Kelly. Uh, and that might be one of the reasons we found the episode a bit boring because, you know, you only just met Kelly and Jenna's a bit underutilised already. Mm. Um... Yeah, but look overall, I wouldn't skip it because you get to meet Kelly. But oh, I would fast forward all the bits with the frozen forward, dudes. Yeah, the frozen dudes and Gan and Jenna—it's just a bit boring. So yeah, um, the the A storyline, which actually, I mean, the A storyline is actually the frozen dudes, really. Yeah. Um, but but to me, it feels like that was put in there because they needed something to stop the teleporters from working. Yes. So they're like, we write this episode about meeting Kelly and being a freedom fighter, but you know, there's got to be some tension in it. Um, and so they've already had to establish too that they were able to outstroll the pursuit ships. So pursuit yeah. ships were not likely to be a source of them having to go off station or whatever yeah. else. Yeah. So they had basically they picked up this ship for plot reasons. Yeah. It's a plot. It's a plot tampon. Yeah, a plot tampon. Silver plot. Silver plot tampon. So um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I was not happy with that. But um, costumes good too. Like, um, Kelly's costume. I think that they made her in is good. Like the red, although why it's red be- plastic. 
Why are you dressed in red plastic when you're part of a gorilla band? Well, the plants were red, remember? Oh, that's true. And so, she's hanging out in the jungle. Yeah, and she said they knew the jungles really well and there's meant to be a jungle somewhere near this Near this quarry. quarry <laughs> which is probably a jungle full of carnivorous plants. So, um, oh yeah, that's the, the And Villa, and Villa mentions it in yeah, a couple of them tried to eat him. Yeah, have found anything, Villa? Just a couple of plants with designs on my body. So, um, Villa. <laughs> yes. Um... Yeah, nothing much else to say about it, really. I think this is sort of, um, you would hope that it makes decent pod, but it's not the most... It's not It's not really much opportunity for hilarity either, because it is, it is actually, that's the big problem with it, it's, it's got long swathes of just not much happening, yeah. and that's not fun. And look, we're coming up, I think, next episode, I think it's next episode. Oh, me Travis in the next episode. No, the Kentaro. next episode is The Web. Oh, you're fucking kidding me. I know, oh, God. It's so shit. It'll be fun. It's It'll be fun so, to do pod about, but God, watch. I don't want to watch it again. <laughs> oh, my God. I watched it this, last night. Oh, oh my God. God. It's so bad. The costuming is dreadful. Anyway. Um, it'll so be fun to talk. That'll be fun next, to talk about that one. Um, and it'll be fun to talk about, but it's yeah, it's not fun to watch. I have no. to say, it's so bad. It's so little but it, racist. It's so oh, oh yeah, it's so terrible. bad. It is really bad. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I'm just I mean, it's kind of hitting me again. All the bits from it that I've I forgotten. I remember when we first remember because uh, we've mentioned this before. But when we first watched this show, it came out in these four mashed up dip, uh, things, right. and they cut out a lot the of the first series. The web, didn't and they? so we never saw any of the web no, before the, right. the special VHS came out, which and had I, actually all the webs. And we're like, oh yes, new episodes we've never seen. And the web was the first one we saw that had None nothing that we'd seen before. And we're yeah, like, yes, yeah. I've never seen this before. And it was just like, oh, oh fuck, what if it's all like this? It was dreadful. <laughs> And yeah, you can see why those complete kind of acts adds nothing. Any oh, it gives you know a little bit of that whole te- Cali Bean telepathic sort mm. of stuff. Which is, mm. But that's what's up next, folks. Please don't let us discourage you from listening to the pod. You might want to um, fast forward a large amounts of the app if you're going to watch it first, though, oh, or maybe watch it afterwards. Or get really drunk beforehand because it's laugh out loud bad in places. Mm, maybe we should get really it's drunk. Laugh out loud bad in places. It's so bad in places. And look, yeah, I mean. All, all considering happy. considering we've had what four episodes that were all decent, that's, yeah. it's good that this is the first bad yeah, one. Yeah, this is the weak one, but then it also does after the web get really, really, really good. It does, yes. Yeah. What are you doing? So I think that's it. I think we've, we've already mentioned at the front end of the show how to get in touch with we'll us. We'll do it again. What's again. our Gmail address again? Gmail is classicallyawful at gmail.com. Uh, I am at Imogen Rights on Twitter. And I'm at Miguel We have a Classically Awful Twitter, which is at Classically A, because that was all I could get. Um, we, I've also been tweeting about the cast uh, with the hashtag CACAST, so C-A-C-A-S-T, if you want to just chat about it with your friends. Classically Awful Cast. Yeah, yeah. C-A. C-A-Cast. C-A-Cast. Um, and we have a Patreon, which yes. I mentioned last episode, which I will mention again, because why not? That is uh, www.patreon.com forward slash classically awful, all one word. And you can become a patron at any level starting from $1 up to 50 uh, or more if you really want to. Uh, and you can get some really cool rewards from that. So tweet us links to your fan fiction. Please, yes. To if you've ever been to conventions where you've met Blake Seven cast or... Give us a few stories about Tell that. us your stories. We'd love to hear them. Yeah, I'd love to know... Um, I'd love to know how many people out there watched it when it first came out as well. Yeah. And I'd love to know what you thought of it then and whether or not you're re-watching it now because it's been 40 years. Oh my god, it's been 40, 40 years. years. Yeah, these people are all old now. 
Yeah, so are we. Like us. Yeah. <laughs> we're elderly. Uh, um, but yeah, that's about it, I think. Yeah. Okay, alright, well we're off, I think. Uh, I'm gonna stop I'm gonna stop the pod now. Okay. Have a good one. Bye. Bye guys.